Put the fucking mic on. How we doing, folks? It's your boy, DB Barstool Sports Starting Nine, and you are listening to the End of the Bench. Scoot your ass down. Welcome to episode 109 of End of the Bench. On this episode, we're breaking down the bad stuff that's gone on in baseball in the last week. A bunch of teams aren't playing. The Miami Marlins could possibly have ruined baseball for us, for everybody on the planet. Thank you for that. We'll get into all the details with the new information on this Friday evening. Joe Kelly was suspended eight games. We'll dive into all the details about that and why Manfred is just trying to send a message. And was this suspension a little harsh? We'll also talk about the seven-inning doubleheader rule, which is going to be implemented on August 1st. And Patrick Mahomes made, is making like you know, $500 million, and now he's part owners of the Kansas City Royals. What does that mean for the rest of baseball? And um, I don't know. It's just kind of cool. And then we'll have a break and we'll talk about how the NBA is back and Antonio Brown is suspended for eight games. We'll get into all that. But let's first talk about baseball. Now, I'm pretty upset. You saw I brought I, I made a baseball is back video. Um, a out of left field. My video series, you can catch that on my YouTube. Taylor Ringle, tough that on YouTube. You can, also, you can go see out on all the other social media platforms. I did that earlier in the week, right? Talked about it was a great first week. And then we have all these positive tests in Miami. Really unfortunate. We're seeing 14 players, and it goes up to 16, 18. Now there's 21 members as of Friday evening. I'm pretty pissed. You know, I'm pretty upset to see all this negative publicity, negative articles, negative storylines come out. And it's not. I'm not happy as a baseball fan and as um, a person that that's in the sports media that needs sports to thrive. Needs sports to thrive. I need sports to fucking keep going in order for me to work. Right. The podcast has been tough without sports. We're starting to come back. The NBA played last night. Major League Baseball's underway. College football in the NFL is in the distance, but we're all we're all a little nervous. The NHL. Just had an exhibition game on, was it, what's today? I don't even know what today is. Friday? Um, on Wednesday, the Rangers and Islanders played. You know, and, and I, I'm gonna, I'm about to go in on baseball right now. I poured myself a drink. I'm drinking a Moscow Mule. I'm going to have a sip right now. It's nice. This is my Moscow Mule. I always have it. It's been, it's actually been a long time since I've had one. Um, But let's get into it. Breaking today, this is a tweet from Rob, from uh, Jeff Passan. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred told MLBPA Executive Director Tony Clark on Friday that if the sport doesn't do a better job of managing the coronavirus, it could shut down for the season, sources tell ESPN. I read more of the article that Jeff Passan put out. He said the league and the players recognize that the coming days are a critical juncture following an outbreak among the Miami Marlins in which 21 members of the organization, that's as of Friday, have tested positive for COVID-19. Two positive tests by St. Louis Cardinals players on Friday, you know, that just adds to the list of concerns and whether that the jointly agreed upon protocols are being followed to prevent outbreaks similar to Miami's. So, there was a MLB, MLBPA announced this um, latest test results 
in a press release today, and I have it up in front of me. It says the number of monitoring samples collected and tested in the past week has been 11,895 tests. Out of those 11,895 samples, 29 of those have been new positive tests. 20 positive tests were players and 9 were staff members. 21 of those 29 positive tests were from a single MLB club. The remaining 29 clubs had 8 positive tests, 2 major league players, 1 alternative site, and 5 staff. The total number of of monitoring samples collected and tested has been 40,783. Out of those 40,783 samples, 58 of them were tested positive, which is 0.1%. 42 of those 58 positive samples have been players and 16 of them in staff. 19 different clubs have covered individual test positives during the monitoring tests, testing. Hmm. It's a lot of information to take in. 29 of the new positive tests, 21 of those 29 were from a single club, and that's the Miami Marlins. The Marlins, to begin with, have been not the best team. Not a good team. Up and coming. Got a lot of years to go. They traded Ozuna a couple years ago. They traded Yelich. They traded Stanton. They lost Jose Fernandez to a tragic boat accident. So there's a lot of rebuilding. D. Gordon they dealt out. So it's all rebuilding. Derek Jeter comes in. They're the face of the New York Yankees coming to Miami to fix this ball club. And there it's going to take a long time. But this also puts a dent on the legacy of Derek Jeter and the Miami Marlins as a whole, as a franchise. The Florida Marlins won two rings. They had some great players come and go. But the Miami Marlins, all they've done is produce one thing, two things. Oh, let's, let's all name four things they've produced. An MVP in Stanton, an MVP in Yelich, Yelich an all-star in Ozuna, and Jose Fernandez. That's it. They haven't produced winning seasons. But they have produced 21 positive tests because they were irresponsible. I'll tell you right now. Derek Cheers getting a bunch of calls from Rob Manfred right now. A bunch. So the MLB did an internal investigation and found that Marlins players were very lapsed through and very relaxed about the following protocols during the Atlanta trip last weekend. Players were going out, players were hitting the hotel bar, etc. Lots of MLB pl- people, players, staff, front office, you name it, are extremely unhappy right now, and rightfully so. Every single team understands the situation at hand. They're trying to set an example for the rest of the sports world and the rest of the people watching. 
You have people at home that still think masks don't work. So you have players that are wearing masks on the field. Some aren't. Like we've seen Didi Gregorius and Clint Frazier and Trout. Some players, like there's been a lot of players wearing the mask, but there's some players that don't wear the mask at all when, when they're playing. I saw Matt Olson was wearing it. After he said he should be wearing it in an interview with MLB Network before a game, and then he goes and you see he's wearing it. You need to be wearing one while you're playing, unfortunately. Is it hard for to play with them maybe when you when like it's hot? You're in like the middle of you're like in LA, it's hot. In New York, it's been freaking scoldering hot. It's been so hot here in New York the last couple of weeks. It's probably be tough. It's probably gonna be tough. But you gotta you gotta just fight through it. Because the people are watching. And now when the people now of the of of your fans find out that twenty one of your players tested positive for the coronavirus because you have a couple a few oh I just knocked some glasses here. For a few players went out to the club and went out to some hotel bars and got fucked up. Was it worth it? No, because you can single-handedly ruin baseball for 2020. Manfred is thinking about ending the season if you guys don't get your act together. He has the power. He has the his finger is on the trigger. So look, here's another um, part of the of Passon's article. Should another outbreak materialize, Manfred, who has the power to shut down the season, like I just said. Could move in that direction. Multiple players briefed on the call fear the season could be shut down as soon as fucking Monday if positive tests jump up or if players continue to not strictly obey the freaking protocols. I just didn't read word for word, but you understand what's going on here. By Monday, we could not have baseball. If we see more positive tests, Manfred's canceling it because it's not safe. I'll say that's the one thing Manfred's going to do right. Protect the players. Price went after him over the weekend. How are you going to protect us? At the end of the day, the Miami Marlins are to blame. The players are to blame for this. How irresponsible is that? Now you got two Cardinals players who have tested positive for COVID-19. How soon will the Cardinals be playing again? Will the Twins... Get tested because they played the Cardinals on Wednesday. How many teams are not going to? I think there's 20% of the league is not playing baseball today. That's freaking insane. What are they going to do? I'm getting so fired up right now. Is it because it's a thousand degrees in my room? Is it because I'm drinking alcohol right now? Is it because um, maybe it's all the above? I'm just really heated right now. I'm super pissed. I'm taking one more sip here. Almost done here. Um, if you are Rob Manfred, you are in a situation. It's the hardest situation you could be in as a person who's running a company. Major League Baseball is a company. It's a business. Either you go out and still play. Either you cancel the season, you pause it for a little bit. Major League Baseball and the Players Association agreed. They didn't agree on one thing. 
The players didn't want to bubble. For reasons I don't know. Is it because you're too far away from your family for for a certain amount of time? Look, the NBA players, they're doing that for a couple months, three, four months. They're gonna be they're gonna be in a bubble playing basketball every day. That's what they're doing. That's their job. Major League Baseball. What I mean, the NFL, I think it was Marquise Goodwin said he wanted if he's not playing, I want to make sure I'm right. I'm I'm almost positive it was Marquise Goodwin who's sitting out. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I'll, I'll just say Marquise Goodwin said that um, there should be for the NFL like some sort of bubble as well, where you have the NFL creates almost like a small town in a way where there's the stadium facility like restaurants and stores or whatever, where the families can come and stay with the play with, with that player, stay with the family. So people don't have to not play. There's a lot. Nate Solder said he's not, I'm not playing this season. Giants. Hey, look, it's an offensive lineman. Did he have a bad year last year? Absolutely. But the guy is a veteran offensive tackle that the Giants need. There's a lot of players that keep coming out and doing this, but what is major league baseball going to do? I first want to say something here. Here's a question for everybody home to listen. For the Miami Marlins, who's it to blame? Who gets the blame? The players? Sure. What about ownership? Derek Jeter. Or what about the manager, Don Mattingly? You know what's funny about Derek Jeter and Don Mattingly? Derek Jeter and Don Mattingly were both captains. For the New York Yankees. Leaders. There's not many captains that have gone through the Yankees over the years. Not many. Derek Cheater and Don Manning were the last two captains for the Yankees for the last 30 years. So guess what? They have a little bit to blame. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, these players are grown-ass men. They make decisions. They're not college kids. They're not high school kids. Where they make a mistake, they're all right, he's just a kid. He fucked up. These are grown-ass men. That, that Marlin team is a young, young team. It's a young team. Brian Anderson, that's one hitter I know. I can't even tell you. I'm a baseball guy. I can't even tell you who's on this freaking Marlin team. But there needs to be some sort of blame here. Who gets it? Is it all three? The players, the Don Manning, the manager, and Jeter? Oh, I think all of them do. They're looking for replacement players. They're going out to free agency. They're looking at college kids that didn't get drafted. They're looking at people just to fill a freaking roster. That's how messed up this is right now. This is so, it's so wild. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's very irresponsible. Very irresponsible. I've been very happy the last week and a half with baseball being back. Last Thursday was opening day. Friday's games were great. Saturday over the weekend was great. Saw some walk-offs. Lewis Roberts got his first hit. Austin Riley hit a, a home run to the third deck. 
We saw Matt Olson's walk-off grand slam. We were seeing the Yankees mash bombs. The Indians' pitching rotation is stupid good. I mean, Shane Bieber, 14 innings. He's allowed one walk. I tweeted out his stats today. The guy is absolutely shoving. Let me just find it real quick. Shane Bieber. 2-0. 0 ERA. 27 innings. One walk. Um, yeah, one walk, 14 innings. Shout out Gab Gowdy. She tweeted out the stat line for the pitching rotation. I read Bieber's. Clevenger, seven innings, four hits, two walk, uh, two earned, six Ks, zero walks. Carrasco, six innings, 10 Ks, one walk. Plezak, eight innings, 11 Ks, no walks. Look, they have between six guys that pitched. They have three walks. This Indians rotation is stupid good. Jose Ramirez, beast. Lindor, mashing dangers. Also, pay the man. Carlos Santana, killing it. Oscar... Oscar Mercado, he freaking robbed an absolute double off the wall. Looked like Grady Sizemore out there. The kids are young. They got some fucking pop, and they're looking good. The Twins, Nelson Cruz at seven RBIs. The man's 40 years old. We're seeing so much awesome baseball. The Padres unis, fire. The Twins unis, they put the, the Royal Blue out, fire. They're putting all this good content out on social media, and baseball can end on Monday. It could end on Monday because of one thing and one thing only. You had players that were irresponsible, that didn't take it seriously. 21 players in the Marlins tested positive for the coronavirus. And with that, if there's more out without, through this weekend, baseball is done for 2020. And just add it to the list of the shit year that 2020 is. I'm so fed up with this shit. I'm so pissed off. I want baseball to be here. I want to see the fucking, I want to see the stupid seven inning doubleheader crap. We're going to see it this weekend probably. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I think it's done. We'll get into that in a second. But baseball is in trouble and I don't know what to do as a fan. As a fan, as a person in the media. I work at WFAN. Awesome radio station. The best. Numero uno when it comes to sports radio. I actually did my job for once. Since the coronavirus happened, when everything got shut down in March, this is the first time I actually did my job. It was so awesome. It was great. I was busy from the moment I walked in to the moment I left. It's exactly what it's supposed to be like. But with this happening, we could see it. And in a snap of the fingers, done. Let's get on to one of the cooler things that happened over the weekend was Joe Kelly is a hero, legend, whatever you want to call him. The guy's the man. Okay. Los Angeles Dodgers relief pitcher Joe Kelly has been suspended for eight games. In announcing it, MLB referred to Kelly's past history with intentionally throwing in the fastball that buzzed by Alex Bragman and his taunting, which is BS, to Carlos Correa. 
was Manfred sending a message for eight games. To put this in perspective, in a 162-game season, an eight-game suspension in 60 games, it's a lot. Eight games in, suspended in 60 games is insane. 162 games, that's averaged about 21 to 22 games suspended. It's a long time, dude. Eight games is crucial, and Kelly throws fuzzballs. Look, was I pissed when he was on the Sox and him and Tyler Austin, former Yankee, got into a brawl? I'm rooting for Tyler Austin. Did Tyler Austin get a good punch in? I think he grazed Kelly, but now Kelly got a nice punch right in the face. Joe Kelly is a warrior, okay? This, this, we wanted to see this sort of retaliation from the Dodgers. We've been waiting all year since November, December, when we found out the Do- that the Astros cheated. We were waiting. The Astros could have fixed something up in spring training. But you have Bregman and Altuve with written statements on a piece of paper, you know, talking softly, kind of emotional. No one bought it. You, when, you, when you come out to the podium with a written statement and answering questions with basically half-assing it, it doesn't look good. It all should have been from the heart. And let's not to mention Carlos Correa's comments to Ken Rosenthal, too. That wasn't good either. And Joe Kelly wasn't even on the 2017 Dodgers. He wasn't. But he felt it as a reason, part of the ball club, that was majority of the ball club that is here in 2020 was on the same ball club in 2017. He feels like, hey, these are my boys now. I'm a Dodger. I'm going to play for my boys. I'm going to ref for my boys. And I got my boys back. And that is a fucking good teammate. I played college ball. We had guys throw. We had, I had teammates throw at other guys for retaliation. If the previous inning, one of our guys, one of our better hitters got hit, we talked about it. Say, hey, look, yo, punk, you know, hit him, hit him first pitch or second pitch next inning. They do it. We, the both sides understand there's some barking. There's no fighting, but there's some barking. That's what baseball's about. Did, but did, did Manfred send a message with eight games? I think he did. And it's unfortunate because he missed on some sliders to Correa. The Bregman thing, throwing at him on 3-0, zooming 96 passes dome. Hey, that's baseball, man. It's part of the game. John Heyman was saying that this is not right. Hit, you know trying to hit players in the head or, you know, skulls. He was saying that he was well-deserved. John Heyman's a bad take, dude. Just a bad take. The Dodgers knew exactly what they were going to do in this series. And the Astros 1,000% knew what was going on when the series was coming. It's exactly what they, they knew what was coming. If they were blindsided, oh, didn't expect that. Then they're full of shit. I'll give one credit to Alex Bregman for keeping his cool. And guess what? That's the only thing you can do. You want to fight back? You want to talk shit? 
like Carlos Correa did, hey, dude, that's not going to work. Not going to look good. Look what Carlos Correa did. Joe Kelly made him look silly on a couple sliders. Hey, look, the balls that came a little inside on Correa, the sliders missed because he lost control on the slider. And then he struck you out with the slider down and away. (laughs) And then you start running your mouth, and then Kelly starts running his mouth. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It's exactly what you want to say. He was a legend, a hero. Those those gifts, those memes that people made, the photos that were of Kelly, those need to be signed by Joe Kelly, put in the Hall of Fame, put that on a T-shirt, do what you ever got to do. I might make my own T-shirt with Joe Kelly meme on my chest. You know what? Fuck it. I think I'm going to do it. I'm serious. I think I'm going to make one. I really think I'm going to make one. Now, this is something to put in perspective. He will have been punished, suspended more than any of the players that cheated to win the World Series title in 2017. Now, let that sink in. He's getting a worse suspension than any of the players did this year. Now, Major League Baseball just came out with something about they're going to make new rules about players or teams that do sign-stealing like the Astros did, and there's the, there's the punishments now, but the Astros they're still safe. It's insane, and I, I Astros Twitter was coming at me a little bit once this thing was going on. I loved it. They were like, "Yo," they were just bitching and moaning that he shouldn't have done that. He had it coming. All these guys had it coming. You understand? If you're an Astro fan, you don't get that the Dodgers had every right to do what they did. Then you're an absolute psycho. Nobody likes the Astros. Nobody does. Even Astros fans are like, oh, God. Imagine we're going to have to root for them for the rest of the year. After what they did in 2017. Hey, it was nice. We Winning a World Series. We have a sick team for the next decade. But, like, eesh, damn. Dude, I'll never, ever respect the Astros ever again. I interviewed Michael Brantley, who's an outfielder for them right now, when he was with the Cleveland Indians. Very nice guy. Um, look, he wasn't on the roster in 2017, but to be around still, you know, last year he was an Astro. But I don't know. doesn't matter. The, the point is, Joe Kelly is a fucking legend. He's a legend and will always be a legend. For the remainder of his career and his life, that moment right there will set in stone as one of the best moments that he will ever have. He won a ring, I think. Yeah. But this is an all-time moment for him and for baseball. Definitely the best moment so far in 2020 in baseball. I would say number one. Last two things about baseball, seven-inning doubleheaders. The MLB and Major League Baseball Players Association agreed on a seven-inning doubleheader starting August 1st with all these coronavirus games getting canceled and some rainouts. Luckily, some rainouts. The both Yankees have two wins during for rainouts. That got, games got called early. Um, but with the, with the coronavirus canceling a lot of games, they are looking at a situation where they have to put doubleheaders down. 
And this is something where Rob Manfred kind of wanted to do was have seven inning doubleheaders. This was an idea he had. If it wasn't doubleheaders, it was going to be in single games. He's wanted seven innings for years. I wrote a tweet that this is, I was like, dude, Manfred wants this. This is the wrong thing. I don't like this. And everyone say, look, the Players Association agreed on it. Yeah, I know they did. For now. But he's going to like, there's going to be some success with the seven inning doubleheaders. The games are going to go fast. Of course it is. But Rob Manfred's going to want to implement this in 2021. And I don't like that. Like he's going to try implementing the runner on second base start extra innings rule. I don't like that. What I do like, and I said in the video I made this week, I do like the universal DH. I do like that. I will say that. I do like that. But the other stuff, man, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like the seven-inning doubleheader. It's going to be it's gonna be for this year. I'm just praying to God it's not going to be for next year. And last thing, Patrick Mahomes is now a member of the Kansas City Royals ownership group. The man is a have he has a half a billion dollars to his name. Why not spend a ton of money and go purchase some sort of percentage with a major league team? And he does with the Royals. Stay at home. He's a Kansas City king. And why not to be own a Kansas City team? So there you go. Kid's killing it. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the first two games of the NBA bubble, and Antonio Brown is suspended for eight games in the 2020 season. We'll talk about those when we come back. Okay, we're back, and let's talk about the NBA. The NBA had two games last night. Thank God. Utah Jazz versus the New Orleans Pelicans and Clippers versus Lakers. Utah won 106-104, and the Lakers won 103-101. Very competitive games, a solid first night. But let's break it down, the biggest takeaways that came out from opening night. We had an awesome, powerful message to start off. We had players in the Utah Jazz and the Pelicans. Players and coaches were already getting down on their knees, bending their knee, showing it. The three refs also did the same thing. It was powerful. Now, players have been talking about using the game to amplify their social message, their social justice message for months with message on the back of their jersey, etc. And um, here's a quote from uh, J.J. Redick. He says, the stick to sports crowd, keep politics out of sports, all those things, they're meaningless now. That's Pelicans guard J.J. Reddick said. You can't. Politics and sports coexist now. And the league has recognized that. That was from Akilah Andrews. It's big. It's big, big moves. Major League Baseball did it on Thursday with holding a cloth together as one, a black cloth. They sat on, they, they um, not sat, they uh, bent their knee. They were on one knee. And then the Twins the other day at their home opener at 8.46 p.m., they stopped, they paused for a moment of silence to recognize George Floyd. It was a beautiful moment there. So we were seeing sports do it. And the NBA was a sport where 
the majority of the athletes, majority of the players in the NBA are black. So this is a huge move for the NBA, and you love to see it. Um, and what I thought was another great takeaway from this is that Rudy Gobert, it was like poetic justice, was, the I think, the first person to score a bucket. I think that's what will happen. But um, we had Brendan Ingram was on fire last night as well. He played great. I mean, the, what's his name? Uh, freaking Kevin Durant gave him some big shout-outs. It was a great game overall in that first game. We saw Zion Williamson was back. He's kind of the player who's already has the, you know, what we've, what we've seen, but having him back is great. He was with the whole, all those allegations to, and the legal issues early on, but we're seeing him back in the NBA. And it's not a coincidence. It's a perfect opportunity to have Zion back on the first night with a pretty competitive Pelican, uh, young Pelicans team and the Utah Jazz who were involved. Rudy Gobert, hence Rudy Gobert, was the guy who was involved in the beginning of this fiasco at the beginning of the of the pandemic, canceling the first ever sport and then the first ever game in the NBA and also the game that they were in. Um, and for the Laker game, they had some new players play. You saw Rondo, who is who's now suffering a thumb fracture, and then Avery Bradley decided to sit out. But we saw J.R. Uh, Smith play. We saw the combination of AD and LeBron play last night, and also Chris, um, um, sorry, Chris Paul, uh, Kawhi Leonard and uh, PG-13. It's awesome. We're seeing it. LeBron played really well. He had some great. He got a great a couple great quotes after the game. But this was a this is a night that I think players are never going to forget. It's never ever going to forget this because it, it was it was history in the making. The first time a sport is in a bubble like this. A first time in a sport in a regular season where teams didn't get an invite. Cough, cough, the New York Knicks. It's it's huge. It's history in the making. What I kind of liked and also didn't like was the virtual Zoom fans in the back. And in, in, you saw in, the, in front of you when you're watching the game, you can see behind the players of... Fans were in the stands in a way. They were, I guess, punched in on the Zoom, and it. You saw Chris Bosh was there. There's some other former players and coaches that were on the Zoom fan shit, whatever you want. To, I don't even know what you want to call it. The virtual fan in the stands. It was a little weird to see, but also it's pretty cool. The NBA is doing that with Major League Baseball. There. CGIing fans into into the stands, MLB the show fans. It's exactly what it is. Nelson Cruz was victim of walking in front of the stands and being like cutting the fans off. It was really weird, but it was a great night for the NBA. An absolute awesome night for the NBA. And the funny thing is, we haven't seen um, I don't know anything negative at all. When it comes to positive tests, negative, I mean just negative news, what I'm saying. Well, we haven't seen any of that. The NHL hasn't seen anything. 
because they're both bubble sports. Hockey's are all in Toronto. They're all in Toronto. They're sticking there. Good. Stay there. Don't come to United States. Stay here. That's why Toronto Blue Jays couldn't come back to Canada because they're like, hey, get out of here. Go play somewhere else. We know you can find a place. They found Buffalo. Shout out Jays Mafia now. Jays Moff. Shout out. But you notice that the bubble sports are excelling. They're thriving. There's no negative tests. We won't mention Magic City. Cough, cough. There was one instance. Blair going to Magic City. All right, the wings are fucking good. We get it. Other than that, we're not seeing anything bad. But we're seeing everything bad in baseball. I'm bringing baseball back for a second. <coughs> but baseball has the issue. With no bubble, not a lot of safety, it's an issue. So... Let's just clap it up for the NBA. Seriously, let's just all give a round of applause. It was awesome seeing some great play last night. Let's hope Major League Baseball can catch on. Oh, you know what I didn't mention last in the first part? With the MLB having such a rough time right now, how will this affect the NFL and other sports? If Major League Baseball gets canceled for the remainder of the 2020 season, what does this mean for the NFL? College football, I can tell you right now, is out the window. It's gone, done, 2020. They're already limiting com- for the Power 5 conferences to only playing conference games. Ivy League sports, not going to happen this year. Imagine you're an incoming freshman, a four or five star, you're, you're a high star recruit, and you can't play. It's gonna, I think it's going to happen. It, the only way it's going to happen if Major League Baseball cancels their season and sees more positive tests within this weekend, then that's going to happen. The NFL, oh, God, if the NFL cancels. Look, it's it's you know it's a really smart thing. Just put this in perspective. NFL runs the country. The NFL is the most popular sport in the country. If the NFL is, is, is having issues of playing games, you'll have fans wear the masks. I'm telling you. Sundays are for two things. It's for Jesus Christ and for football. That's it. And sometimes football football does more numbers than going to church sometimes on Sundays. But listen, you wear the mask, sports will happen. If you don't wear the mask, sports are not going to happen. It's simple. We're seeing it in face value right now. We're seeing what is happening in front of us. The NBA is doing a smart idea. They're keeping everyone together in a bubble. We saw two fantastic games last night, exactly what the NBA needed. And I'm sure Adam Silver and that front office was extremely nervous last night in the the weeks coming up. But they did it right, and they got exactly what they were looking for, a freaking two great games. Happy to see it. To end off the podcast, we're going to talk about a man we always talk about. We haven't talked about him in a little bit, but we talked about him for a lot. For the last two years of this podcast, almost two years, wow, we talked about this man a ton. It's Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was notified today by the NFL special counsel that he will be suspended without pay for the first eight games of the regular season 
for multiple violations of NFL personal conduct policy. If Antonio Brown is signed before the 2020 season, he will be eligible to participate in the club's preseason activities. Brown's suspension would take effect as the final roster reduction of the sub, September 5th. He will be eligible to return after the team's eighth game. Will he get signed? We haven't heard a lot from Antonio Brown. He did that one little publicity sign saying he was retiring, and then I think he dropped an album. So it, it was exactly what you're supposed to do. Try to build up some press, build up some action, drop something, if it's a commercial, a show, a movie, or whatever, a video game, whatever it is, a, an album, do it. And he did it, and it was pretty obvious. But for the remainder of his career, what is next? He hasn't played football in a while. He hasn't had a good relationship with his team, with his teams he's played on. It was the Raiders, the Steelers, the Patriots only one game. Off the field, we all know. You can bring out the list if you want to see it, but a lot of people know it. But what is next for Antonio Brown? If he keeps staying quiet, practices on on his own, gets his job, get the job done. Maybe hopefully he's seeing somebody. He's helping on his mental health. Mental health is big. We're seeing it up close and personal. If you're on Twitter, you see Kanye West, you're seeing it right there. Mental health and fixing your mental health is so important. Even if you're a public figure like Antonio Brown or Kanye West or you're a regular person like you and me, that is most important is your mental health. And hopefully Antonio Brown is getting the help he needs because clearly something is wrong. Or clearly something was wrong. Maybe he's better now. But will he make a roster by the start of the 2020 season if there is one? Who knows? It's a very it's a big it's a big risk to take. Look, you sign him, you sign up for what, a one year deal, throw three, four, five million. You have him on the back burner for eight weeks. But in those eight weeks, see if he actually matures. What does he do in those eight weeks leading up to week eight? Is he getting off the field fights? Is he going to have issues with his kids again, with his baby mama? Is he going to get arrested? Is he going to talk shit to other his own teammates during practices? Is he going to... Work out on his own. Is he going to stay off social media? What is he going to do to better himself for the remainder of his career? Could the Patriots take a fly on him again? A lot of players on the Patriot roster, by the way, are sitting out for the coronavirus, and they absolutely can. But is is Antonio going to go back to the Patriots? Is he going to be playing the NFL at all? That's the question. Will he actually mature? Who knows? I hope he does because he's a gift from God. The guy is one of the best of all time. And the NFL needs his talents back. But we want the Antonio Brown from early in his career where he wasn't a nutshell, where he wasn't crazy, where he wasn't losing his mind on and off the field, where he wasn't, you know, violently, verbally abusing his, his baby mama. He wasn't getting involved with the police every other day. 
We want the guy who is the best wide receiver in the NFL and making safeties and corners look silly. That's what we want to see. All right, that's our podcast. Hope you guys liked it. I went in on Major League Baseball. I'm happy I did it. There's more when that came from. If you want to see more content from me, go on my social media, Instagram, Taylor underscore Ringgold, Twitter, you just type in Taylor Ringgold, and on my YouTube, Taylor Ringgold. You'll see all of my interviews in the past. You can see some of the reactionary videos I just did. I just did one on week one of the Major League Baseball season and how the Miami Marlins could single-handedly ruin the season for the for the Major League Baseball and the players. If you, if you want to follow the end of the bench, go on Twitter and Instagram, type in end of the bench, and go follow us and subscribe to the end of the bench podcast. Go tell your friends. We all know you guys got some. Have fun. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Watch baseball because who knows if we have any left. Go enjoy the weekend. I'll talk to you guys next week. We out. Peace. Oh,